parenting, it's the hardest job we'll ever do. Most of us are tired, stressed, and counting the minutes until bedtime. But what if raising kids could feel just a little lighter? I'm Dr. Hillary, a licensed psychologist and mama of three, and you're listening to the Raised Resilient Podcast, where each week we tackle tough parenting topics, and I help decode behavior and empower you with tools and strategies so that even the hardest moments make more sense. Because parenting is hard, no matter how you do it. But I can help you go from barely surviving to parenting in a way that feels good for you and your child. So warm up your coffee and grab your earbuds. It's time to raise resilient kids. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Hillary, and I'm so glad you're here. So as I've mentioned in the past few episodes, I am doing a holiday survival series on the podcast because I think as parents, the holidays can be so much fun. And also we can feel a lot of pressure to make them magical for our kids. And doing that can be amazing and also can feel heavy if we're not also taking care of ourselves and doing things mindfully during this season. So toward that end, I am doing this holiday survival series on the podcast. And I also created a free holiday survival guide for parents. You can go to raiseresilient.com forward slash holiday and download your copy today. Again, it's totally free. This guide has everything you need to do the holidays this year with less stress and more actual joy. And that's kind of what today's episode is about. Actually, we can tend to get caught up in what we should be doing and trying to get everything done. And we can kind of lose sight of what we need during this time and what our kids need. And honestly, it's not doing all the things. It's spending time with you. It's quiet moments together as a family. It's connection even through the meltdowns. Your kid needs the same thing during the holidays that they do at other times. And there's ways to make things magical that don't necessarily mean that you have to stress out and burn yourself out. So grab your copy of this guide. You do not want to miss this. It's raiseresilient.com forward slash holiday. You can get your copy today. And then also you can go back and listen if you haven't already to the last two episodes of the podcast. I did an episode on self-care because I really think it all has to start there. If we're not taking care of ourselves, it is going to be so hard to show up for anybody else ever. And especially during the holidays. And then also last week we did an episode on gratitude. How do we actually help our kids recognize, connect with, and eventually express feelings of gratitude? And what do we do when we're in the middle of a gift exchange and our child doesn't say thank you? If you didn't listen to that episode, you definitely don't want to miss that. So in today's episode, I want to talk about some common reasons the holidays are stressful for parents. And I'm going to give you six practical tips to help you navigate the holidays this year a little differently, to help you actually enjoy this time instead of just rushing around and feeling like you are trying to do everything without any time to actually take it in and enjoy it. So why are the holidays so stressful for us as parents? I think one simple but often overlooked reason is that a lot of us have really happy, fun memories of the holidays from our childhoods. And we feel a lot of pressure to recreate those for our own kids. We want things to be so special, so perfect, and we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to make it that way. And then another reason the holidays can be hard is kind of the opposite of that. Maybe you didn't have those magical, joyful memories from your childhood. Maybe the holidays were stressful for your family. Maybe there was conflict. Maybe finances were tight for your family growing up. 
And so now, as you're trying to do the holidays with your child, you want things to be different. And that also feels like a ton of pressure. And then, of course, if you have any trauma or grief associated with the holidays, the holidays can feel heavy for you. You might not be feeling happy and joyful. And everyone around you and all of the messaging around you says, feel joyful, feel happy. And that's on top of our normal MO as a society, which is basically good vibes only, right? We talk about that all the time, how we're kind of expected to only share the positive parts of our lives. And I feel like that is on overdrive during the holiday season. There's so much messaging that this is the happiest time of the year. And what if you're not feeling happy? That can feel like pressure too. And then of course, factor in social media, where you see all of these fun holiday projects or that your neighbors took their kids to the Nutcracker and you're thinking, oh my gosh, my kid could never sit through the Nutcracker, but should I be taking my kid to the Nutcracker? I don't know. That feels like I should be doing that. We see all of these pictures and everything looks so perfect. And I think, again, this is true all the time on social media, but I think it's especially true during the holidays. And so again, it all comes back to, we put this unnecessary pressure on ourselves because the truth is our kids don't need a certain list of things to happen. Our kids don't need a certain activity schedule or to go do all of these things or to have it feel and look exactly like this. Our kids just need to feel like they're important to us. Our kids need to feel connected to us through the holidays. And yes, of course they want to have fun and do fun things with us. But if you do one fun thing this entire season and you're calm and relaxed about it versus doing 20 things and feeling frazzled and stressed, that one thing is going to be so much better for your child and for you than to do those 20 things and be frazzled. So that's kind of why I wanted to do this episode. I think there are things we can do to make this season feel a little more joyful, and like there's a little less pressure on us to do all the things. So I want to start with a story from my own life. This was several years ago now, but I feel like it so perfectly captures some of the themes that I'm trying to touch on here that I wanted to share it. So this was, I think, three years ago. And you have to know that my partner is a really difficult person to buy for. He's the kind of person who buys himself whatever he needs throughout the year, He has hobbies and things he loves to do. He's a runner. He loves to play video games. He's a software engineer by trade, but actually dabbles in that just for fun too. But he's going to buy himself whatever he needs for those things throughout the year. And if I were going to buy him something for software engineering, I wouldn't even know where to start. So he's traditionally one of the hardest people I buy for every year. And he's really hard to surprise. So this was about three years ago. And I I'm talking about before Thanksgiving, I came up with the perfect idea for him. It was just the perfect gift. And I was so excited. And I was like, yes, done and done. Hardest gift, check, moving on. And I ordered it on Amazon and Amazon sends it, you know, wonderful two day shipping. And so it arrives before Thanksgiving in its original packaging with no cardboard box covering it just right out there in the open. And I'm off, I don't know, I was maybe seeing clients or doing something else. And of course, who goes out to get the packages but my husband, who sees his gift, knows immediately that it's for him and is like coming to me going, oh, honey, thank you so much. And I am too frustrated at the fact that the entire surprise is ruined before Thanksgiving. 
that I couldn't even enjoy that moment where he was thanking me and he was so excited and he was so happy about this gift and he's trying to give me a hug and I'm just like fuming inside because my surprise was ruined. And I reflected on that and I was like, you know, he was really excited about that gift. Who cares that it was not on Christmas that he opened it? That doesn't really matter. Besides, he's the king of giving me my birthday gifts like months before my birthday because he can't wait. He's so excited to give it to me. So it's kind of perfect that it happened that way. But I was so frustrated in the moment that I wasn't even focused on the really important thing, which was that he loved it and he was so excited and happy. So I think that story really illustrates that especially as parents, we can run around doing all the things, working so hard to try to make the magic happen that when the magic actually does happen, we kind of miss out on it because we are so focused on a certain outcome. If things don't go exactly as we hoped, we can feel really disappointed when actually what's happening in front of us is still really cool and really special. So what can we do to actually do the holidays mindfully and actually enjoy this time of year without putting so much pressure on ourselves and without working so hard for the magic that we miss out on it when it actually happens. So let's dive into my six tips to help you enjoy the holidays more and stress less and put less pressure on yourself. Now, these tips might sound really simple and obvious, but they're really powerful if you actually do them. So here's the first one, and that is simply to let go of some of the tasks that are weighing you down. There are so many ways to do this and you don't have to give up everything, but can you pick a few areas where you feel like you can be a little bit flexible? So for example, if you feel stressed about having to buy so many gifts, can you cut down on the gift buying by asking extended family to do a name draw or maybe only buy gifts for the kids this year? And if buying gifts for your own child or children feels stressful, Could you do things differently this year? So maybe cut down on the gift buying by doing experience gifts instead of things. So you could do a day at the children's museum or tickets to a sporting event or a performance or a coupon for a yes day. I don't know if you've seen the movie. You've probably heard of the concept, but that would be such a fun gift just to give your child a coupon for a yes day sometime in the future. That would cut down on the gift buying and still be really exciting for your child. And a lot of families love the four gift plan, something you want, something you need, something to wear, and something to read. So that's one way to simplify this holiday season is just to maybe think about how to get creative with the gift buying so that there's less to actually buy and less to actually wrap and do. Another example of getting flexible and letting things go. Let's say you're hosting a holiday dinner. Could you either make it a potluck or order dinner from your favorite grocer so that you're not having to spend so much time and energy preparing this meal. Or maybe traveling feels really stressful for you. You're supposed to travel to see family that feels really overwhelming and stressful. Maybe this year you decide to skip the traveling around the holidays and go at a different time that works better for your family. I remember we did this when I was pregnant with my second child. We were living in Virginia and all of our family was in North Carolina. And so of course we always came to North Carolina for the holidays, but that year we wanted to just relish our time as a family of three before we introduced our fourth family member. We knew that that was important to us. And so we skipped the traveling and we did a quiet Thanksgiving and Christmas, just the three of us. And it was 
lovely. Or, you know, maybe you want to bake cookies with your child. Could you buy the pre-baked cookies this year if you're feeling overwhelmed at making them from scratch? Now, again, you don't have to do all of these things. If you love baking, don't do that last one. Bake your cookies from scratch and can you be flexible somewhere else? You might decide to skip the holiday card this year and send out Valentine's Day cards instead. Or maybe you say no to some of the things on your social calendar. Again, you don't have to take all of these shortcuts. You don't have to take any of them. But is there a place in your life that you could simplify things? Is there maybe some part of this holiday planning that you feel like has to be a certain way, but maybe you could be a little bit flexible and let some things go? You know, I think a lot of times we feel like things have to be just so, and feeling like things have to be just so can actually be a response that comes from how we were raised. If we were raised in a way that made us feel like we had to be perfect to be loved, or that we couldn't say no when someone asked us to do something for them or invited us to go somewhere, that can really impact how we show up in our lives all the time, but especially at the holidays, and especially when we're going to be seeing extended family, maybe going back and spending time with our families of origin. Even if we've gotten better at saying no to things that don't work for us or letting ourselves make mistakes or take shortcuts, when we go back to our families of origin, these patterns can resurface. That's really normal. So just be aware of that. And are there places where you can let some things go. Because even if you were raised to be a perfectionist, even if you were raised to be a people pleaser, you can still shift how you're doing things now. Just being aware of these patterns and how they play out for you is the first step to doing something different. Okay, so the second tip, speaking of perfectionism, is to accept that not every moment is going to be picture perfect or movie perfect. Your partner might find their Christmas gift before Thanksgiving, or you might not get the holiday cards out on time. You might get frustrated with your child or partner at a time when you're supposed to be, quote unquote, feeling happy. You might feel sad, as we talked about in the beginning. You might be grieving. The holidays can be emotionally challenging for so many reasons, as we talked about in the beginning of this episode. It's not always fun and joyful, and that's okay. So allow yourself to acknowledge and Feel all of your feelings without judgment, even the uncomfortable ones. Lean in, have a good cry if you need to, call a friend, take a quiet walk by yourself, but take away that pressure to make everything feel holiday movie perfect because that is not reality. I know you know this, but in case you need the reminder, you are not a character in a movie. You are a real person, a human being living in a real family. And in real families, Sometimes there's conflict, even on a holiday. In real families, sometimes there's chaos getting out the door to go to a holiday gathering. You don't see that on social media, and you don't see that when you arrive at the gathering and everybody looks like they've been there and they're having fun. I guarantee for every seemingly picture-perfect moment that you see, there is a tantrum or a meltdown or some big feelings on either the child's or the parent's part behind it. And so feel your feelings and allow your child to feel their feelings. They might be feeling disappointed. They might be having a hard time waiting in all of the excitement. They might be having the holiday letdown after having some really fun moments. That's all so, so normal. Allow space for it. Welcome your child to share it. Don't expect your child or yourself to fit this mold 
of perfect and happy and all of those things that aren't real. And I would argue that if we are trying to put on this happy face, even if we're feeling stressed, if we're feeling sad, we are not going to enjoy our time. I remember last year on New Year's Eve, we had stayed in. We still had a baby at the time. So we had had a fun night with the kids and then put them to bed at their normal bedtime after doing a fake New Year's Eve countdown with them. And then my partner and I were just hanging out together. And it should have been this really fun evening, but I felt this emotional heaviness. Looking back, I think it was the heaviness of the pandemic and having a baby in the middle of that pandemic and all of these things in my life that had happened and I hadn't really had the time or space to recognize them. And here we were starting this new year, which can feel like pressure if we let it, right? That this new year has to be this fresh start and all of the things we didn't like from the previous year have to be different somehow, magically, just because it's a new year. And I think I was just feeling that pressure and just the emotions, the grief of letting the previous year leave us behind, you know, knowing that we weren't going to have another baby, knowing that our life was going to look different in 2022 than it did in 2021. And while that was okay and good in so many ways, there was still some grief there. And I think I was forcing myself to just have this wonderful, happy night. And I just felt off. And so I remember my partner went to bed after we had our little midnight celebration and I just went and sat outside on the screen and porch. And I took a blanket and I just looked at the stars and I just had a good cry. Like I cried and cried and let those feelings out. And that was so important for me. If I had forced myself to go to bed and just suck it up and be happy, that would not have been what I needed. That would not have felt authentic. And that would have been me stuffing my feelings down and trying not to feel them. So I let myself feel what I needed to feel. I let myself cry. And that was exactly what I needed to do, even though I spent a lot of the evening kind of fighting those feelings. So if you recognize that in yourself, take a moment to yourself. It is okay. It's okay for your kids to see you upset. You can just let them know, I'm having some sad feelings right now. They're not your fault and you don't have to fix them. I'm going to feel my feelings and then I'll move on just like you do. You're not doing it wrong if you're not feeling joy 100% of the time during the holidays. And kind of counterintuitively, if we actually let ourselves feel these heavier feelings, we're going to feel more actual joy too. It's when we don't let ourselves feel what we need to feel that we end up kind of feeling numb or feeling off and not actually enjoying the time we have. So again, you're not doing it wrong if you're feeling things other than happiness, joy, and holiday cheer. You are human, and that is normal and healthy. So my third tip for making the holidays feel a little less stressful, a little more joyful, is to delegate, delegate, delegate. Seriously, do not try to do all of the things yourself. That is not going to get you anywhere but burnoutsville, okay? So maybe you ask your partner to take on some of the holiday shopping if you traditionally do most of it yourself. Or if your child is old enough, can your child pick out and wrap some gifts themselves, especially gifts for siblings? If you have more than one child and your kids are old enough, take them shopping and have them pick out gifts for their siblings and wrap those gifts themselves. It doesn't matter what they look like. They don't need to be perfect, but that's something you can delegate and it gives your child an opportunity to participate in this ritual of gift exchange. 
don't be afraid to ask for help if you need it. I know it can feel like you need to do it all yourself. I know it can feel challenging to ask for help, especially if you were raised to do it all. But ask for help. It can be such a game changer. And also, if people offer to help, actually accept that help. I know that can be hard, especially if you had a vision of how things were going to go or if you feel like you shouldn't be accepting help. But if somebody offers to help, actually take them up on it. I remember the first time we hosted Thanksgiving was when I had a four-month-old. I was so excited to finally host Thanksgiving. We finally had a house that was big enough to host a lot of people. We had so many people come that year, but I had a four-month-old. And I was feeling stressed about how I was going to take care of him. I was breastfeeding him. I didn't know how I was going to make it work. Well, it turns out that my wonderful mom, my wonderful mother-in-law and sister-in-law, and my amazing husband stepped up. They said, we will cook this entire meal. And yes, at first it was hard for me to accept the idea of not cooking the Thanksgiving meal in my own kitchen the first year that I hosted Thanksgiving ever in my life. But once I was able to realize, you know what? You need this help. You need this. You need to take care of this baby. This is too much. Accept the help. And so I did. And I got to sit down and hold my baby and talk with people I hadn't seen in so long and drink wine while they cooked. It was amazing. I am so glad I let them help me. The meal was amazing. Thankfully, they are all fantastic cooks. But it was just so nice to just sit and be and not to have to stress out. It would have been too much for me to try to cook. So in that case, I accepted help and I am so glad I did. So my fourth tip is to remember that you do not have to do all the traditions. I know this one is hard, especially with social media, where you log on and scroll for two seconds and suddenly you're seeing all of these amazing traditions you didn't even know existed, but now you feel like you have to do. But really and truly, you do not have to do it all. And you don't have to do them all every year either. So maybe there's something special that you really enjoyed with your child last year, but you can't make it happen this year. Don't put the pressure on yourself that because it's a tradition, now we have to do it every year. No, no, no. It's okay if you don't do all the things every year. Again, if you pick one thing and you do that one thing in a calm and relaxed headspace and you actually enjoy it, that is so much better for your child than doing 20 things but being stressed and frazzled the whole time. So pick a few favorites, the ones that you actually enjoy, and make those amazing by doing them mindfully and really being present. This is a situation where less is more. You do not have to do it all, but the things that you do choose to do, try to actually lean in, be present, and enjoy them. My fifth tip, and some years I'm really good about this and some years I'm not, but I'm going to share it because it can be super helpful, is to get things done in chunks over time. So instead of leaving all the gift wrapping to the last minute, can you wrap a few presents each night? Can you prepare food ahead of time and then freeze it? Can you decorate with your family over a few weekends? Pick the holiday task that stresses you out the most and figure out how to not let it sneak up on you. And of course, if you do find yourself in a pinch, you can delegate, you can ask for help, or you can let it go. But where you can... If there's something that really stresses you out, see if you can get it done in small chunks instead of one long, stressful session. Okay, and my sixth and final tip, 
and I did a whole episode on this, so I am not going to dive in deep here, but it is so important that I am going to repeat it as many times as you need to hear it. But build in self-care. It has to start with you. You cannot pour from an empty cup. You cannot give what isn't there to give. And if you're pouring all of yourself into your holiday prep without replenishing your reserves, you're going to burn out and you're not going to have anything left to give when it really counts. Like during a meltdown when your child really needs you or when you're actually doing something as a family, you've worked so hard to make it happen. You want to actually enjoy that moment, but that's not going to be possible if you're not caring for yourself and refilling your cup regularly. So make self-care a priority and let the pieces fall where they may. It is okay to miss a holiday gathering because what you really needed was to stay home and have some quiet time after your child is in bed. Remember that self-care is not a nice to have or something extra or special. It is a necessity. If you haven't listened to my episode on self-care that I did two weeks ago, go back and listen to that. I dive in not only to self-care as a concept, I also talk about how we set up our lives and how often we set ourselves up to fail because we are trying to do it all. And I also talk about how to recognize your priorities as fluid instead of feeling like everything has to be perfectly balanced. And then of course I give some tips on how to fit in time for yourself around being a parent, which we all know can be challenging sometimes, but again, it's necessary that you do that. So I hope this has been helpful. Your challenge for this week, besides downloading my holiday survival guide for parents, again, you can get that totally free at raiseresilient.com forward slash holiday. But your challenge for this week is to find one place this holiday season where you can either let something go, delegate to somebody else, ask for and accept help, or do something in chunks over time. What is one thing that you can simplify this holiday season by doing it a little differently or by letting go of control around it or by just letting it go altogether. That's your challenge for this week. Now, next week, I'm going to be talking about Santa. I'm going to be talking about my thoughts on Santa, how we do things in our house, and my recommendations for doing this in a way that feels respectful and aligned with your values as a parent. And I wanted to go ahead and say that for obvious reasons, this is an episode you might not want to listen to with little ears also listening. So I will give that same disclaimer next week, but I just wanted to go ahead and plant that seed now. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, we've got this. I so appreciate you listening and being here. It really means the world to me. And if you are enjoying this podcast, leave a review and share with someone who could use this message. I really and truly believe that this is how we change the world. We spread the word about raising resilient kids, about being cycle breakers. So share this podcast, leave a review, and let's spread the word about raising resilient kids. Until next time, we've got this.